Let us begin by Hashem Yisbarah, continuing along here in Cheves Avavis Shara B'Token. We are up to number five. The fifth advantage that the Baal B'Token, the one who trusts in Hashem, has over this Baal HaKimiyah, who seems like a miracle worker. Vachamisha, the fifth one is Shabal HaKimiyah, Tachas He's always underneath fear. He's always placed beneath some sort of overall fear, something he's frightened about. Because of his work. Why? And it could be the most prominent person in the nation, prominent person in his country, in his town, in his city, or the smallest. What is he worried about? So here, this is where we've been saying this all along. This is how the Mashkiach understood it, that this seems like this Balakimia, this alchemist fellow, is really not doing something that is in accordance with the law. It's not something that if they would find out about it. Now, whether this was a real thing, or this was a dream that people had, but the Chavos of Avos is using it as an example. I mean, he's using it as something, even sometimes, sometimes a person may have a, a great way to make money and seem to be very secure with that. But it doesn't have to be in the line of business from making scrap metal into silver or silver into gold, but it could be in any business. And it could be in any business. It could be in the medical field. It could be in finances. Is a whole host of things that can be done sometimes with a legal loophole. Sometimes that legal loophole is not always as sound as you may want it to be. But you convince yourself that it's okay. But a person's always worried. I know this is really doing well for me. But I wouldn't really tell it to anybody else. I wouldn't disclose this to anybody. Why? Because just in case it's not 100% legal, it's not 100% above board, I don't want other people finding out about it. So this really, this uh, it can be applicable to any situation that we have that seems to be, wow, this is a great way it's making me money, and I think it's legal. But if we're worried, if we're scared, we don't want other people to find out, then we live with this overall trepidation. It's going well now, but I don't want anybody to find out. And therefore, there's an overall fear. That's the Balakimiyah. On the contrary, not only is he not afraid of other people, but actually big people, dignified people, are afraid of him. Now, he's not clear why the Chavis assumes that to be. Why should that be? The Bala be talking, he's not afraid of anybody. I don't know if I gave this example here. I used this at my Shabbos table, my Yom Tif table over Pesach. I think the most the trusted, trustworthy person, in other words, the person who trusts Hashem the most in this world, that you see it bechush, that you see it clearly, and in, in, in my experience, in terms of interaction, interacting personally with people, the one who I find is the greatest Baal Abitochen, is Reb Chaim Kinevsky. Reb Chaim Kinevsky. Why? You see his whole behavior, his whole Hanoga, is he is never afraid of people. It doesn't matter who enters his room. There was a, a story right before Pesach that the chief of police wanted his approval 
to start curtailing the davening and the schools and he wanted to close it down and they wanted to do it with the approval of Reb Chaim Knievsky. They certainly were smart. They knew it would go a lot, a lot easier. And we could all just imagine ourselves. Yeah, if the chief of police, forget the chief of police of the whole uh, city, let it be the local guy walks in, any police officer walks in, we're really we're shaking in our boots a little bit. Even if he's coming to ask us for something, we're not so cool, calm, and collected like it would be the, the sanitation department, right? Coming to pick up my garbage. But to Reb Chaim Knievsky, there's no difference. There's no difference. And maybe this is what the Chavos of Avos means, that you have Yiro G'daylam and Ichbedei B'nei Adam. One of the reasons that, that these G'daylam means this chief of police, he's a godl, he's a big guy, he's a big shot. But yet, he fears the, the, the Reb Chaim Knievsky. He has to come to him, he has to belittle himself and come ask him. Because part of it is just a certain air that's given off by Reb Chaim Knievsky, that I fear no one except for the Eibishter in heaven. No one. I'm not afraid of anybody. And you see this not only Lahavda with, with people who are not uh, Torah observant people, or people who are not even not even Talmidei Chachamim, but you could see even when great Talmidei Chachamim come into him. And everybody's the same, everybody's treated with respect, but it's not like, oh, oh, one second, I gotta be scared, I better make sure my, 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 uh, my, my suit is buttoned up. Nobody, unless, if the person is a Talmidei he feels that he deserves extra respect, so he'll stand up for him a little bit. In the old, the old, in the, the older days, when he was able to walk better, he would walk the person out. That's Allah, he have to do that. But other than that, he doesn't fear anybody. And that gives a certain confidence to, that even other people are afraid of such a person. Now, the Hidduch of Zavavavs goes even further. Now, this is beyond our world. We know this cases, there's Chazal about this, that there was a whole Shayur, a whole caravan, when it was before Shabbos, and the person said, listen, the Amayra said, I have to stay here. The Gemara speaks about this case. I have to stay here. I can't go any further. And the caravan went on without him. And a lion came and protected him the whole Shabbos. Okay, so these are, by us, the miraculous stories. To that Bala be talking, there was no difference. They bring a Maisa with the Arachayim HaKadosh. The Arachayim HaKadosh once was framed by some people in Morocco. And the king of Morocco had him thrown into a, a, a lion's den. And not only that, they starved the lions beforehand so they should be hungry and just pounce on him. And the Rechaim HaKadosh walked in as if he was taking a stroll in the park. When he walked in, and indeed, the lions looked at him and they, as if like we, they were giving him respect. Okay? Good. Don't try this at home. Don't try this on your own. You have to be as great as the Rechaim HaKadosh. You read his Pirish on Chumish or his other Svaram on Halacha and on Gemara, you see why he walked it like that. So this is talking about uh, beyond any of our uh, levels that we would attain in Bitochen. But just to show us the Rav is saying, look how far it could go. The Havonim of Akshim who's that? We only know one story where the stones themselves wished to serve the Tzaddik. And that was by Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu put stones around the head to go to sleep, and the stones, the Medrash tells, were arguing, I want to be near his head. Because such is the, the uh, case, as the Messiah Shishonim explains, 
in the beginning that the whole creation is really to only serve the great tzaddik. And in that case, if Yaakov Avinu, of course, was the tzaddik and the Baal Bitochen, the stones wanted to serve him. Says the Chavazim of the Commission, Yoshev Arach Look at the uh, chapter 91 in Tehillim. Yoshev B'Seser Elyon. Someone who dwells within the, the, uh, the, the shadow and the protection of Hashem. So we're already starting off, David Amalek saying, this is someone who trusts and finds comfort and finds protection in the shadow of Hashem in B'Seser Elyon, in the, in the confines, in the surroundings of HaKadosh Baruch That's the Baal Abitachin. Now it's interestingly that this this uh, capital Tehillim in Chazal it has a name. The Gemara in in, in Erevin, it's Yerushalmi in Erevin, it's a Bavli Tamabavli Shvuis Davtezvav. The Rebbe Shmuel used to say this. This is called Shir Shel Pagoim. It's the song of Pagoim. Pagoim means people who will be harmful. Or mazikim, damaging kaychus in the world, damaging units or energies in the world that can affect the person detrimentally and harm him. This particular capital Tehillim has the power to ward them off. So it's called Shir Shel Pagoim. According to one version of the Gemara, it's called Shir Shel Nigoim. It keeps away plague, or it keeps away Pagoim, it keeps away harmful things. This is one of the reasons why we say it before we go to sleep at night. Because at night, the Gemara in the beginning of the Brachis tells us that there are mazikim who try to come to a person at night. So one of the Perah Prakim Tehillim, right after Shema, and they said there is Kapitel Yeshem B'Seser This was the Brach, interestingly, we have in Rashi, Parshish Bikudei, the Meshavenu gave a bracha to Klai Yisrael after they built the Mishkan. And he says, And Rashi says, he gave them a bracha, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give bracha to Masiyadechim, to your handiwork with building the Mishkan. But really from the Gemara and the Shavuos over there, it's clear that Meshavenu continued along. That's, that Vihinoyim is... Capital Tzadi, chapter 90 in Tehillim. But really, Meshavenu went on and said the whole Yoshev B'Seser Elyon. That also. Why? Because now that you've built something great, you always have to worry about Mazikim. The Gemara says there are a few people, Machosin is one, Atamid Chachem is another, they really are not allowed to go out at night by themselves. They're not allowed to go out Yechidi at night. Why? Because there are Mazikim. The greater the stature, the greater sort of the, the mazel is going for the person, the more the mazikim want to get him. And therefore they're not allowed to go out by themselves at night. They need protection of another person with them. So that's why at night you say the capital Yeshiv is Israelian. Some, when this whole pandemic of coronavirus began before Yomdeh, before Pesach, many said, this is the capital we have to say. Yeshiv is Israelian because it's a shir shal the Gemara explains, you're not allowed to use Divrei Torah. The Gemara says in a few places, it's Osir Lehisrapois B'Divrei Torah. You're not allowed to use learning Torah. You're not allowed to use the words of Torah to heal yourself. That's Osir. You're not allowed to use the words of Torah to get better, to heal oneself. 
However, you are allowed to use Torah to make sure you don't get hurt in the first place. That's how the Gemara explains it. The Kan Kodim Shenifka, Kan Aka Shenifka. Before any damage happens to save oneself from any Pega, this is indeed warranted. It's allowed to be said. And therefore, Yeshim Yoyim is appropriate. Over there, Actually, one of the uh, people who spoke before Yomtif was a Prime Waxman Shlita, and he mentioned this capital. He said, It's interesting. This is called Shir Shilpagom that Dovin Amalek describes. Oh, this is a song to keep away any harmful things from a person. So it says that Yibol Mitzidach Aleph, Urevava Miminecha Lo Yigosh. Urevava Miminecha Elecha Lo Yigosh. So Dovin Amalek says, let a thousand fall away on this side and ten thousand on my right side. But to me, they won't come. So he said, well, what's, what's Dovin Amalek saying over here? Dovin Amalek is saying, what? It's okay if a thousand fall, it's okay if ten thousand fall, but they're not going to come to me. I'm just worried about myself. So he explained what Dovin Amalek is saying is that every single person can have the protection of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And here we see every Bala Bitochen can have the protection of Hashem at all times. And even if there's a thousand people dying on this side and ten thousand on that side, like Nebuch Le'aleinu was seeing there's so many hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of people that are being hurt, that are falling ill, that are Nebuch dying, this capital teaches us that none of them is random. No, none of the cases are random. And therefore, Eilecha a person can be confident that to him it could still not come. Don't be afraid. Well, there's a thousand over here, there's ten thousand. How could I be protected? How do I know I'm not next? I see it's happening all over the place. The answer is, Kodesh who deals with every person separately. And that's what this capital is. Continue along. It can be six different tragedies. The Pasuk over there explains in the Yav, hunger and war, etc. But still, the person will still stay with his Bitochen and he'll be able to survive. will save the person. Another example where there can be terrible things happening, yet the person can be protected. Let's go one more. Continue Vashishi the sixth. And this is so true. Any person, even if he's very wealthy, the person gets sick, could be the end of his indulgence in his in his wealth. It could be the end of his enjoyment of his all, all of his wealth, and it could be he was storing up wealth. Nebach could be for years and years he works hard to store up wealth to then be able to enjoy it in retirement or enjoy it when he doesn't have to work anymore. And he's never secure, never sure that he won't get sick. And Ma'arvel he won't be able to enjoy his wealth. They won't be able to have him take any pleasure in what he has amassed. And any enjoyment what he has attained. He is always secure from any illness, any sickness. Why? Again, like we spoke at the other night. How could that be? A Baal doesn't have a, a written note. Hashem says, oh, you are talking, you won't get sick. There's no such thing. Unless a Navi tells him you're not going to get sick. So how do we know that to be true? 
Says the B'chavis above us, no. El al-derech ha-kaporo al-derech Because the Baal B'tochen, even if he gets sick, he says, ah, it's the best thing for me that I'm sick because it's, it's an atonement for me. That's how he looks at it. And therefore he's not phased when he gets sick. It's an atonement for him. Or he's getting sick in this world, so it's going to be a tamura. It's an exchange for tremendous schar he's going to get in the next world. As the Chavis of Ovis writes later on in Shabbat Tochen. Or Yermio likes to read it. Those who hope in Hashem will always renew their strength. Because even when bad things happen, they know how to be mechazik themselves. They encourage themselves. And therefore, they can really truly never have a bad day in their life. The strength of the wicked Hashem will cut down. But the tzaddikim always have who to rely on. And therefore again, not that nothing, nothing harmful, no sickness could befall the Baal Bitochen. The difference is in the attitude. I mean, let's face it. Rich or poor. Doesn't matter how wealthy a person is, we're all locked up now. We're all to some degree quarantined at home with our families, right? The difference is in the attitude. So it doesn't matter. Look, I have so much wealth. I want to enjoy it. I want to take trips. I want to travel. I want to go see things. Can't do that. If a person's mindset was, well, that's what I have my wealth for. So then right now he's on the verge of depression. But the Baalabitogin says, if this is the situation that Hashem wants me in, then this is the best situation. We have to think why and how we should change. But the Baalabitogin, the first thing is, this is the best. And if it's more difficult, it's for a kapora. And if it's more difficult, it's to give us more schar in the amuna that we have in Hashem. Everyone should have a good night.